0: Welcome to Consider Yourself Hugged. I am your host Tammy West, and I'm so happy today. Melissa is actually our very first guest, other than you. Just, you just seen me for the whole like 2022-23 season. You know, I kind of went away from doing guests for a while. And when I met Melissa and we talked, and I was like, I have got to get back to doing guests. And so I'm going to jump right in and read. About Melissa, tell you a little bit about her. Um, actually, let me tell you how we met. This past ball was super busy for me speaking, and I met Melissa. And Melissa, correct me if I say this wrong, but I spoke for a Women's Chamber of Commerce meeting in Rockford, Illinois. I don't know, outside of Chicago, but this was like an executive level. Is that? Am I saying that right? Yes, now? you
1: are absolutely right. It's a, it's called Lead Three Hundred and Sixty, and so you have to be a director level or above to be a member of it. And yeah, we focus on. Supporting women and promoting women and, and all of the things that come with those challenges. And um, yeah, it's been a fabulous organization.
0: Yeah. I mean, it wasn't just, just a, well, anyway, all women's chamber meetings are fun to speak at. Um, And this one just was, it was just very unique. So I'm going to read Melissa's bio. I was telling Melissa, the bad thing about YouTube is that you have to see my eyes scanning on this, but that's okay. So Melissa spent over 30 years navigating corporate America from entry level to executive. So y'all, she's experienced it all. She learned how to communicate and negotiate up and around organizations. And I love this sentence through her leadership experience. She helps women not just move through the glass ceiling, but crash through the glass ceiling to reach their professional goals faster. Her leadership philosophy includes, okay, now commit this to memory. And I want to learn all of this from her. Maybe not today, but courage, communication, connection, community, and care and she specifies self-care you know as women we don't need to forget that and it's based on building relationships built on trust integrity and ethics she is the founder and ceo of the grace and salt leadership academy which is best on her leadership book grace and salt a journey of self-discovery so to learn more you can schedule a free discovery call for her um, everything, and I'll remember to say this again later, um, all of her contact information, all of her coaching information, order information, everything will be in the show notes. So welcome, Melissa. I'm so happy that you're here. So well, thank you so much for inviting me.
1: And I loved your program um, last fall. And so it was just such a pleasure afterwards. Sometimes speaking of courage, um, you know, I have to remind myself to be courageous and stepping up and meeting you afterwards was a courageous moment for me. And so I just, I loved that you were so welcoming and easy to talk to.
0: And I'm just excited that we're friends. Well, thanks. I appreciate that so much. And Melissa and I have been communicating since it was November, right? Yeah, I think, uh, yeah, I think so. Early mm-hmm. part of November. Yeah, November. Yeah, we've been communicating, talking about doing the podcast and, we chose this topic. So the topic today, which you probably saw in the title is, um, I want to say it correctly, lead like a woman, fill your conversations with grace and season with salt. And so I want you to tell me about that. Melissa, I do want to tell you, not right this moment, but I did dog ear a couple of things that I might refer to if that's okay. Yeah. But your topic I'm assuming is based on your book, and your book is also is spiritual. It's biblical, so these are biblical lessons. But tell me about that connection and how you came up with this topic.
1: Well, well um, so I started writing the book in two thousand and fifteen when I was in corporate America, and um, I was a senior vice president of global sales and marketing. And I had I did a lot of mission work, and one mission trip, I at the end of it, we always ask the kids, "What are you going to take back to Rockford to make Rockford a better place?" anyway long story short hopefully um, when right. I asked the kids when I asked the kids that this one young man said to me well I don't know Melissa so what are you gonna do and just like that and so I didn't turn into mom right and that like, I gave him I gave him the look but yet I thought about it I thought you know he's right I never went into these mission trips really a about me it was always about the kids whatever they wanted to do when we got back i would organize blah 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 so anyway so i promised him i'm going to take jesus to work with me i drive to work i pray but i leave jesus in the car. and so i'm going to take my bible and i'm going to read the bible and you know no one's really going to know but i'm going to read it five ten minutes whatever in journal and so i did that for a year i promised ethan i would do that so that's what i did And it never failed when I came home one day, you know, once a week or whatever, I would tell my husband, you are not going to believe what I read this morning and how it applied to a leadership decision or conversation or whatever Mm -hmm. that next day. So anyway, this went on for about a year. And finally, my husband says, listen, you have to write a book. So I'm totally not writing a book. I don't know how to write a book. No, you need to share this. This is really important. That was your husband? That was my husband. And he doesn't, he never really has interjected much about my career. And if I wanted to um, you know, apply for a promotion or whatever it was, he was always super, super supportive, but he never gave me advice. And so this was one of the very few times where he said, no, this, you need to do this. So I knew I had to listen to him. I'm like, okay, there's something here. So I did, and I started writing the book and um, I left corporate America in 2019. It, which was my comfort zone. So I was large and in charge and I loved my job and I loved my company. i worked there for 30 years. It was an awesome place. Oh, I yeah. 32 years. That was my very first job out of college and then worked my way through it um, until I was, you know, one of the top three in the company. And it was amazing. Um, we had great customers, everything. And, but it was my comfort zone. And I was being nudged that I had to write this book. So in order for me to write the book, I knew I had to leave. So I took the leap of faith and left and finished the book. And it, the, the one verse, so we won't get too, no, too that's spiritual okay. with you, but the one verse is from Colossians 4, 6. And it says that we should have all of our conversations filled with grace, but seasoned with salt. And salt is truth. So when I, and I would be too much on the salt side, like I was very blunt and direct communicator. So when someone would come into my office, I would be like, what do you want? Right. I just was not, and I was not filled with grace. So it took a lot for me to learn how to do that. And once I did, there was a freedom and I, I ended up learning how to um, prioritize relationships over the work. And cause I'm a very, you know, we have a job to do, we have numbers to meet, we have all of those things. Wow. And I loved my people and I think they loved me, but I didn't really work at the relationship. So the book is about a lot about that. And, but grace and salt became my mantra. I wrote GNS on everything because I needed to remind myself. So I'd have sticky notes that just said GNS. If I was going to prepare for a customer conversation or a distributor conversation or an employee conversation, whatever it was, I needed to remind myself, Melissa, be sure you have the grace, but also don't chicken out. You need to have that salt. You need to be sure that you're not beating around the bush, that you're really a direct communicator, but yet you wrap your message, which is the salt,
0: with the grace. So let's that's where it all came about. You know, I was like, "Do you mind if I no. read two things?" So I was, I was. Uh, so Melissa gave me a copy of her book. It was so nice when we met. Um, I don't think I gave you one of mine, did I? I don't think I even brought books with me. You didn't have, yeah, you
1: didn't have that. We'll okay.
0: work on it because I'm doing okay. revised edition, so I'll send you. Well, but it tells this story. This is in lesson one. Okay. So remember these are 12 lessons and, and let's, let's do address Melissa. I mean, I think anyone who follows me regularly on social media or this podcast or whatever knows that my life system is Christians, biblical. Um, so I'm never going to just cram it down your throat, but if how can I not talk about what I learned when that's like, you wouldn't respect Melissa or me if we professed to live by this system and didn't even talk about it. So yeah. It's just part of what we do. But so she tells this story about being on a phone call, trying to order. And so, so I'm gonna read this and that because when you talk about grace and salt. She says, Melissa says, I held the phone to my ear and listened to the postal worker. I called for information on a particular shipment, shaking my head as he spoke. No, no, that's not going to work. That, or no, that's not how it works. My grip on the phone tightened. No, no, no. Finally, I interrupted. No, you're wrong. I've done this dozens of times. That's not how it works. My tone was brusque, but he was wrong. I didn't have time to waste. I had a job to do. And then she goes on to tell about the CFO of her company came to talk to her about that conversation because it turned out they were friends. And then he said, you can attract more flies with honey. And then let me just, let me just go forward then. And then when, but when you do, so you do talk about the grace and the, the honey and what you realized, but I love, and this was same chapter further by conversations should be seasoned with salt. Salt in this context is truth. The intent to add salt or truth to each conversation is to teach, get better, and resolve a situation and not to hurt, harm, or criticize. I mean, when I met you, you know, there was no, we weren't having any conflict or anything, but you were so gracious and such a great communicator. And so for you to tell your story about, I was too, (laughs) And, and then relating that to women, like how did your passion come about is this something you think women think about and have to deal with more than men with balancing grace and salt? Do men even think- I do. Yeah, I do think so. Um,
1: and part of it's societal, right? And there's a, a a concept called the double bind. Have you heard of that? Yep. So it's I, where- Explain, yeah. Okay, so yeah. So it's, if I'm, any woman listening, I know has experienced it, but you may not have- um, heard or known that phrase,
0: but basically it's saying that, um, hold on one second. No, it's fine. People listening or watching are like, Oh, thank goodness. I'm not the only one who my, my, my air things fall out or I, yes, exactly. So, um, but the double bind
1: is where um, women are viewed, especially with regards to leadership, as they are either nice or they're competent, but they're rarely both. And so, um, as we, as I, as I looked at me back then and um, how I, I just was this, I was just filled with, you know, vinegar and whatever else you want to say. And um, had to learn how to navigate my way. I recognized that I had to I had to lead differently. I couldn't lead like the men, um, because then I was considered a B word, right? That's just what it is. If you lead if, if you lead more aggressively, then people go, "Whoa," you know. Hmm. She didn't have her breakfast this morning, or she woke up on the wrong side of the bed and then if i would lead with too much grace then it's like oh she's just so nice you know so when you're in those those discussions and you're at a level where you're making leadership decisions maybe it's succession planning or you're looking at your leadership potential and you have women and you have men the women if they're really nice you may think well I've are they really leadership quality? Could they really have that tough conversation and negotiate a contract or do X, Y, Z? And so you just kind of question that. And my whole goal—not whole goal, but one of my goals—is to help both women and men recognize that we do have this this bias, whatever you want to call it, that we need to recognize. And some some people, I believe, we're all leaders, uh, whether you are in a leadership position or not. And we just need to figure out a way to get that out, right? So I think, and I'm not a guy, so I don't know, but I do believe that it does come, women tend to have to be more intentional about the grace and the salt. Most women that I that I uh, train and that I, I talk to are the kinds that just really don't like conflict and uh, want to just kind of beat around the bush. They don't. They don't want to be too direct. And so if they're forced to be too direct, then they're really direct. And, and then, you know, someone's like, Oh, well, she, she obviously you know, right, did, right. got up on the wrong side of the bed. So um, yeah, that's just been my experience.
0: Well, I, and you, you call, so you say lead like a woman, you know, and we think about all the negative connotations of like throw like a girl or yeah you know, that kind of thing. So, but when, I have this, this visual, like this beautiful visual in my mind, when you say lead like a woman. So how does that look? Cause what you're saying, and I think we all know is that there is this struggle of balancing being gracious and putting the salt in there. So what does it look like to lead like a woman? How can you, or a woman, how can you help us?
1: Yeah. Um, to me, it's, it's absolutely taking our our natural innate ability for nurturing and for listening and listening to understand versus jumping to conclusions right away. And, um, and, and I, (laughs) I had issues with that early on. Right. Um, so I had to help myself with that. So leading like a woman is taking our, our natural superpowers of, of reading a room of paying attention to body language, to, um, to asking those questions to to help somebody that maybe you're in a meeting and you see that somebody is not really speaking up and it's bringing them and drawing them into uh, into the conversation because they have input and they have um, you know they have things that they need to share and the organization is only as good as those people who are speaking. So if you've got um, potential uh, just high performers that aren't going to participate you're really missing out. And the organization is, is truly going to suffer. So leading like a woman is, is drawing on that superpower to listen that everybody has a story, but yet let's then figure out how do I share what my truth should be when I'm going to talk to XYZ person with that grace. Um, so that it's, you know, you don't
0: get labeled
1: that, that B
0: word either. Yeah. Um, I'm thinking, I wonder if you are, cause you started writing your book in 2015, you published it in 20, 2022. 2022, so things were different in a lot of ways in 2015 versus 2022, my, the stress club I published in 2017, and now I'm doing the updated version and the world has changed a lot and the world has changed a lot. And our conversations about gender too, and about a lot of my book is about gendered language and. Well, not a lot, but there, there are, um, so there's so much research out there about what you're talking about, you know, about gendered communication. Do you, are you getting any pushback on that as we're changing in the world about gender? Well, yeah, that's a great question. question. And, and I'm not throw that at you, but I'm no, like, it's fine. I'm
1: so glad we're having the discussion because at my, I, I did a workshop a couple of weeks ago and I felt nobody pushed back. And so what I do is I talk about, when we talk about negotiation traits, there's masculine traits and there's feminine traits. And they're only called masculine and feminine because typically a woman negotiates this way and typically a man negotiates that way, right? And so as I'm, this is myself thinking here, nobody in the room questioned me or even questioned why I labeled them that way. But in my head, I'm like, oh, this sounds kind of, I don't know that this is really the right way to label these like, anymore. You're probably thinking, is anybody thinking? It Right. Yeah, exactly. And and it it was um it was because you can be a woman and and have the masculine, right? Masculine traits, or vice versa, you could be a man and you could have the feminine traits. And so what we do, is do a simple exercise so that you go through both types and you just kind of circle where you resonate. And you're probably going to be some on this side and some on that side. And there's no right or answer. You're just trying to figure out your own self-discovery. But I did personally have, I thought about that. I thought, no, I I might have to change those. I don't, and it's not because it's masculine and feminine. It's just that I look at some of the men I know and I think, no, they they have more on the feminine side than on the masculine side. And I don't, I don't mean to insult anybody, no. Right? and
0: I don't know that I am. I don't think I am, but boy, I got into my head. I really <laughs> did. Well, and I think, you know, people meet you in person, and I hope I can say the same about me, and they hear you talk about it, so like when you were doing your training, then no one probably would question your sincerity and where it's coming from, but I wonder, you know, as I revise my book about the written word, as we talk about, you know, even this, this topic, you know, of lead like a woman, it's just, I, I I'm kind of with you. I don't want to offend, but I also know that there are some patterns. I think I, I don't ever call them norms. I just call them patterns, you know, from female communication and male gender community. Part of it is how you were raised. Oh my gosh, that's a whole nother, we could do a whole other now. Right. Right. Yeah.
1: And I don't want to I, I really don't want to make things generic either because I, I love being a woman and I love yeah. how, you know, all of my strengths that I have and what makes me me. So I definitely want to lean into that a lot. I think that um, women are amazing. We, we just, anyway, I, could, I won't get on my soapbox about it, but you're right. But I, so I don't want to not say it. I just think that those labels, maybe in that context, I, I don't know. Again, I'm probably thinking way too hard, but
0: <laughs> it really bothered me well, more than it just anybody shows else. You have a heart, you know, it just shows that you are thoughtful and self-aware and a deep thinker and a forward thinker. And, you know, sure. that's what it shows. So, yeah, yeah. So that's a great question. Do you have... um? You know Melissa and I talked a little bit ahead of time about well what kinds of things do we want to talk about? But it always is going to go wherever it goes. But are there certain, you know, when you when you think about leading like a woman, do are there do you think there are certain topics or difficult conflicts that come up more often than others that women need to be able to have these these good conversations about? For I mean, for example, is it is it speaking up and asking for something? Is it trying to get a promotion? Is it dealing with just a conflict? And I mean, are there are there themes that are Yeah,
1: there are. There really are. That's a super
0: question. It comes down to pay,
1: right? We don't like to negotiate for ourselves. And I'll just confess right here to the world. I my boss was one of my best friends. And so I did not ever <laughs> go to him and say, you know what? I, I think I deserve more money. I never negotiated a salary. I, whatever my raise was, I accepted. And the main reason was because I didn't want to have that awkward conversation with my friend. And so, and that was fine because I, I made good money. I was totally fine with how much ever I made. I, I never compared myself to any of the other people on the leadership team, but we tend to do that. Um, and we will neg- now, if it's my team member, I'll go to the mat and make sure that he or she, right? And we're going to negotiate like mama bears when it comes to our people. But when it comes to me personally, oh, I'm okay, right? So I don't, um, I didn't negotiate as I would have with others and that's, or for others and that's really natural. So I help women not do what I did and we have that conversation and how do you have courage to, Approach your boss, uh, man or woman boss, doesn't matter. But how do you approach your boss? Friend, and so pay, if you need to. Yeah, exactly, exactly. And so pay is a big one. Um, speaking up in in meetings, and I I had this issue. And so as you can tell, when I had these issues, if I overcame them, that has really become my platform. I'm helping. That's why I do this. Is because yeah. I I did not speak up until So I worked at. Um, this company for 32 years. So I worked for a company called Taylor Company and um, they manufacture ice cream machines and food service industry, fantastic products. And um, I worked there for 17 years before I had the guts to, to, to tell my boss what I really wanted to do, what where I wanted to go in the organization. And what and he's like, Melissa, why? why haven't you said something earlier? I'm like, oh, honestly, I thought you would notice how incredible of a worker I was and you'd pat me on the back <laughs> and you'd give me that promotion. Right. I mean, that truly was what I thought. I also had young kids and you know, so the family was was priority too, but that really wasn't, what I, I just didn't have the guts to do it. I was chicken. So once I did, then he scooped me up and, you know, 10 years later, I'm senior vice president. Oh. And yeah, it, it's a great story. And so I'm like, okay, this glass ceiling thing, it's real. But I was raised that it was the men or it was the leadership of the organization that was putting the glass ceiling there. I didn't realize that it was me. Being not pushing up. A- yeah. I did not even ask. I didn't ask. And I even had issues where I was intimidated with um, certain you know, executives or whatever. And so in meetings, I wouldn't speak up. And then after the meeting, I would tell my boss, hey, I think we should do X, Y, Z. And he'd be like, why didn't you say something? Now we have to have another meeting. So it slowed business down. So I had that's- to
0: learn. Well, what- that's an interesting point. I don't think I've heard that come up that because you didn't speak up, well, now we have to go back, and to, mm-hmm. that's that's a that's a great point to make with women about. I mean, other than just being able to have the confidence to speak up, is that you know, because sometimes the feminine or whatever you want to call it, you know, is about um, where uh, can be very outward focused, and so that's one way to at least help women to jump into that is say, look, you are helping other people when you speak up because we're a team, right? Back. Right, exactly,
1: and, and the first couple times when you do speak up, so the very first time that I did, I was very intimidated by this, um, our, our COO at the time, and so I, I didn't understand the numbers, I didn't understand, you know, it was just, it was overwhelming for me, so I just shut up because I had no idea. I was afraid that if I spoke up, it would sound really stupid, and so the first time I did speak up, it was crickets, and I'm like, okay, first of all, I know I spoke English, and I know my voice came out. Right. Um, but my coach at the time, she was an amazing coach. She, and so she would have me track. Melissa, every time you speak up, I want you to celebrate, even if you crash and burn, I just want you to celebrate that. And so I did. And eventually it became more natural and I found my voice because the first time I spoke, you know, my voice is a little shaky. I didn't have a lot of confidence in what I was saying. Um, and so eventually I got, I got braver and then it got to the point where they were hoping I would just be quiet, but <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure that's-, that's, that's how I, I learned and how I gained confidence was to get in the game and, and actually do it. You have to just do it. When you've got that feeling in your gut, where like, I need to say something, but you're too intimidated or chicken to do it. Um, you
0: need to just do it and then celebrate it, write it down and celebrate it. I love that. You know, I feel like you've given us so many tips throughout the time together. And as we're getting in our last, you know, five minutes or so um, a couple of things, you know, are there, is there anything specific you haven't told us that you want to? And the second question would be uh, those things that you did help us with, for example, the celebrate the small ones and, you know, consider that you might be holding the team back just some of the different ones. maybe we can put those together in like a one, two, three four and we or however and we can put them in the show notes for people so that they have them. Does that work for you?
1: Yeah, absolutely absolutely i I do also have a couple documents that I can send to you that you can put into some freebies that are some impact words. Um, I have written some scripts if just to help people start like if I want to ask for you know, that thing that you just have been um, you know, not not feeling comfortable asking, whatever that ask is. And so I have how do I email, how do I voicemail, how do I, you know, talk to my boss in person. So I have some scripts that I can um we can put in the show notes as well and and um give those as some some gifts to your to your listeners if that makes sense. Or
0: because we all want to support you. Oh, or is there, uh, would it be better if they like subscribed and you sent them so that. Can... That would be so good. You are so good, Tammy. Yes. Let's do that. Or... Join the
1: family, join the Grace and Saul family. And I will definitely sell that. And so, in fact, if you do join, so I have it automated right now, where if you do join the family, you will get a free chapter out of the book. So love that. Yeah. Oh, sorry. Yeah. It's a little loud. No worries. That's <laughs> that's okay so um yeah so that's great and yeah let's um i have to think about everything we talked about this morning as far as putting in them in one two
0: three and four i'll do Uh, it i can you know or i'll send it to you and you can listen to it and decide but i just i just want you you who are listening to know that rather than have to sort through of course we want you to listen to it all but i also like for you to have some succinct steps and then you can go visit melissa and get, I see that just really shows, you know, your heart and your passion for this, that you're willing to just say, here's this stuff for you for free to start with. And so um, my wonderful listeners are going to want to support you and watchers. So they're they're going to want to go to your, to your place and sign up and be a part of your world.
1: Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. So I just launched my Grace and Salt Leadership Academy. So the, I have two websites, I actually have three, but we're rebranding. So um, you can go to melissa-mccormick.com. That's the one that I'm rebranding to grace and graceandsaltleadership.com. That's where my academy is. And then you can connect to that. You can get the, the book there too. Graceandsaltbook.com is the other one. So those two will be um, the main websites that I have. And all my information's there. That's where you can book a discovery call. Um, and you can join the family. And you can find all the stuff and just, you know,
0: hashtag more grace, less salt. So. Love it. Love it. Love it. Love it. Um, I wish we, we had like a whole nother like hour. To be... I know okay, we'll, we'll I have gonna, to do this again. I was gonna say, it doesn't mean that, you know, and I think you're probably going to be a podcaster at some point. I am. So yeah, the goal is Q1 uh, and
1: I do this. I just like throw, you know, big goals out there and I tell people, so then they hold me accountable. So I'm going to tell everyone it's Q1, 2023 um, that I'm going to launch my grace and salt leadership podcast. If everything, you know, if I can figure everything out, but yes. And I certainly hope you are going to
0: uh, be a guest on my podcast as well. So I will. And I love, you know, I thank everybody for joining us today. Melissa was wonderful. Of course, our goal here is to support your mental and emotional well being. And no matter whether you're a man or a woman or whoever you are listening today, I mean, just being able to have good conversations that make you feel empowered, but not hurting other people, speaking up man, how much can that impact your mental and emotional well being? So thank you, Melissa. Thank everybody. Um, again for being here and as always please subscribe download pass on to your friends um, go to the show notes when this episode posts Melissa's contact information everything we talked about today will be there if you're not following me on my professional Facebook page the link is in the show notes if you're a woman my private Facebook group a place for women please join that and do you have anything else because I don't want no, just thank you so much
1: and thank you to all the listeners and watchers and to your entire community I am it, to me it was it was truly a god thing that we met um at at that uh,
0: that chamber event so uh, I'm just so grateful to be here and this is really fun <laughs> I mean it is fun once we start and now I haven't done this in a while and so I always end with and so we'll just say the whole team together so what we say is until next time consider yourself hugged so we're going to say it together on three. Are you ready? I'm ready. One, two, three. And until, until next, time, next time, consider yourself, yourself hugged. It's always awesome. <laughs>